Thank you for tuning in to Roll Call. The movie you selected is Six Degrees of Separation, starring Will Smith. Welcome to Roll Call, the show where two childless millennials gush over movies and follow an actor's journey from their early years. Blah. Because, let's face it, we're all just chasing the power <laughs> trip that you felt. <laughs> Hold on. Uh-huh. When you mounted your big steampunk tarantula and rode it to Blockbuster to go pick <sighs> up Wild Wild West. <laughs> wow. Wow, 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 wow. Really had no <laughs> You won with that opening line. There's not enough gas right now in the marketplace for that tarantula. <laughs> We're running on coal, baby. That's all we need. Can I park my tarantula next to this Tesla? Is this proper parking? <laughs> that was a missed opportunity for a blockbuster commercial. I'm just saying. Totally. Or, is that my bestie in tarantula? <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> Oh my god, I love it. What's up everybody? I'm Bria and I hope that this episode is a breath of fresh ass. I mean sorry, air. And I'm Simone, and as I stared, I counted all the times they mentioned spiders. But for real, this movie had so many spiders. <laughs> spiders of emotion. Always. Always. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, as y'all can tell, today's going to be a very extra special episode. So I hope everyone listening, you upgraded your popcorn to a jumbo tub. Um, for, uh, just a little fun background story. Uh, Julie and I have known each other since kindergarten and uh, not saying our ages, but it's been a long time since we've known each other. Um, and so it's been my mission since Bri and I started this pod to get Julie and Joe on. Such a delight. Aw, yay. And at least we can let the fans know that uh, we were friends before the Wild Wild Wild. <laughs> That's right. Damn. Our friendship dates Wild Wild West. <laughs> it really yes. does move over well. Okay. BWWW. <laughs> well, I don't know him. Take us away. What are we going to talk about today? In today's episode, we'll chat about Will Smith in the 1999 steampunk cowboy western action film Wild Wild West. So, let's take a trip back to June of 1999. All right, so for today's pop culture corner from me, similarly to how we did it for Men in Black, we are also blessed with a toy line for Wild Wild West. Um, the first toy line came by X Toys, and it also has a similar background story to the Men in Black line. This line of toys had a very limited shelf life from 1999 to 2000, having only produced four other toy lines until they closed shop. Uh, 
that this toy line may have contributed to the closing of the company due to the very slow sales. We all know that Wild Wild West is a funny and complicated movie, which many people kind of tribute to the mixed reviews and less commercial success of film. So this toy line came out. I have the pictures posted in our um, in our doc. So we have an Artemis Gordon with a hidden message shell. Um, and an Artemis Gordon with retinal terminus pro projector. That was the like eyeball machine of the severed head. Uh. <laughs> that was a toy. That was a toy. That's right. We came. It the came. Yes, and those were packaged like what we call like boxed or um, like bubble toys because it had um, the like cardboard backing with that like yeah. plastic overview. Um, we also have a Dr. Loveless with a spider blaster. And so he literally, it's like his wheelchair, but then with the spider legs attached to it, including... <laughs> It, we also have a General McGrath, which I don't know why they decided to make that asshole into a toy, but General, General McGrath toy with the capture disc slinger. That's the like big Captain America looking shield with the spider on it. Uh, there's also a James West toy with the power escape hook and a James West demo pool ball. That's that like magic eight ball. We have a Rita Escobar toy with a Venom splitting Athropod and a derailleur tank with a Dr. Loveless Desert Wasp Nitro Cycle <laughs> which I know it's a really big, <laughs> there's a lot of words in there, um, but the packaging of this is fun. Um, in the like main cardboard packaging, it's a kind of what we talked about last week, Bria, with like the techno action films where everything new. Mm -hmm. um, it's Will Smith and Kevin Klein on the front of the packaging and then the act bubble wrap of it. Unfortunately, Selma Hayek is underrepresented picture wise on this toy line, but I know what the hell. Yes. Yeah, I don't... this guy with spider legs is getting. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, in cahoots with the X toy line, Burger King hopped on the Wild Wild West fandom and released their toy line in oh. 1999 with their kids meal menu items. And there were six toys originally released. We have uh, Artemis Gordon on the Rocket Rider. So that's his like big steampunk bicycle. Mm -hmm. This motorcycle features a secondary protagonist, Artemis Gordon, <laughs> riding a rocket style Rocket Rider. The Rocket Rider is depicted a form of a rocket steam powered bicycle used by the character in the film, but the toy is powered by neither rocket steam nor pedals, just relying on far more sophisticated friction engine toy common so basically it's one of the things that you like pull back and then it goes <laughs> and shoots but the chicken fries help the glubration <laughs> the you just no they weren't oh. It was, it was... Oh, okay. but that bk kids <laughs> mill <laughs> the bk kids mill you just like wipe your little greasy fingers on the table and that shit will go real fast i was totally thinking about that when i watched the commercials i was like there was nothing like you you know getting your paws all greasy then <laughs> biting into the plastic bag of your toy whipping that out then you're like on the floor in a burger king like you know playing or you're fighting with somebody because they got the toy you wanted yeah, like... that shit. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, the second toy in the Burger King toy line was Rita on a stagecoach. This is a far less imagined toy. It's like, <laughs> again, like throwing the women characters under the bus. But it was a favorite of the more highbrow collectors of this line, weirdly enough. It has Rita Escobar atop a stagecoach. It's just interestingly enough, the coach is unattached to any horse. The toy are otherwise and therefore incapable of motion. So you have to p- pick it up and make it go. It's not one of those things that you can pull back and it shoots. It just is one of those things, like the wheels don't move. It's just a solid piece that you move yourself. So Use your imagination. Yes. You don't want to rough the girl up, you know. She's just the breast part of the jacket. <laughs> uh, the third toy is James West on a horse. This toy features the likeness of Will Smith as James West riding on his black horse. The finely sculpted haunches of uh, the horse contrasts well with Smith's like stoic features. Um, it lending an air of very like seriousness, uh, which kind of ironically rendered part. We also have a secret spy pen, which I think they're kind of recycling from the Men in Black toys line. <laughs> Um, and this was um, kind of the biggest ticket item since it was a functional piece of toy. Um, a state-of-the-art weapons-grade spy pen included the Wild Wild West series features innovative and visionary features that have been a game-changer in modern international espionage, including such spy devices as a later point laser pointer, cell phone, wood saw, jigger counter, miniature flute, blah, blah, blah. I'm just reading off what they say, but that can't be real. I think that is satire. <laughs> oh, totally. Oh, no, no, no. This is like written. I think this was written on the back of the packaging. And so they're like trying to sell it to you. Okay. Because okay. I'm reading like some of the features and I'm like, what? Yeah, it's very Blue silly. It's, like, essentially, it's essentially a clicky pen for kids. We're going to call it a spy pen. But in addition, we also have a gold rapid fire squirter. And uh, this, <laughs> this is the gold fire squirter from the toy. It's considered a point of contention within the wild, wild, wild community, question mark, because that exists. In regards to whether it's golden and rapidly squirts fire or rapidly squirts golden fire, but the toy does not obviously squirt any real fire at all in the dismay of fans. We also have a tarantula tank, iconic of the film. We have James West on his horse and also released in this line, which has nothing to do with the film, but maybe for people who wanted something else besides Wild Wild West toy was a tiger poster. Um, which went with Burger King's conservational efforts. That they for were. all you zoo pet kids. Simone, did you also see the commercial for the sunglasses? Because that oh, is... Oh, yes. Like, I totally would right here, baby. <laughs> now, Will's glasses were so cool in this. So yeah, those were also... In- I-, I don't know if they were officially included. I-, I don't think they were. I think that was false advertisement. No, I think they're like when Burger King did cups, like they were $1.99 in the commercial. So it was like a separate thing. Like you could wear James West's sunglasses from Wild Wild West for just a buck ninety nine at Burger King. <laughs> like- and get a Sprite. <laughs> I bet you if you put those on, it'd be like wearing the Mr. Potato Head glasses. Like they'd be way too small for your face. It'd be like super. <laughs> Frames just stressed out. Like, oh my god, I can't. <laughs> she ate way too many chicken fries. I can't fit in her face anymore. <laughs> uh, all right. 
Independent chicken fry. The king. The king. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking king from Burger King. But also, what if he wore a burger crown? Then you were oh. having a, while having a, a smoke of your favorite chicken. Remember when you got the crown? Like they gave out like the fucking thing. Yes. Crown? Well, that's like, as far as we have for this toy line. But Bria, you also <laughs> can go ahead and take us away on your special pop corner cult pop culture <laughs> corner <laughs> going to the dark side the black side all right um not too much because wild Wild west we're gonna have plenty to talk about but will smith the cover man that he is was on a few magazine covers and in a few magazines because this movie became like a laughing stock so um, later on in August of 1999, our cover girl Jennifer Lopez on Vibe, but there's a beautiful caricature of Will Smith um, on a horse looking very sad and disappointed as they talk about all of these TV shows turned movies that were bust, including Wild Wild West. You also have The Mask of Zorro, I believe, and like My Little Martian. And so people are like, why do these boomers keep making these movies about TV shows no one gives a fuck about? So Nothing has changed either. Right? So I was like, I don't think we've learned anything since then, really. We're, we've just moved on to movies that keep getting remade for nostalgic purposes. We've got number one hits of 1999. I'm going to focus on the summer in June through July 16th, Jennifer Lopez, If You Had My Love, was a number one song. Destiny's Child, Bills, 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 again, July through July, July 17th through July 23rd, number one hit. Of course, Will Smith with Wild Wild West was the number one hit July 24th through July 30th. And then Christina Aguilera snuck in on the 31st through September or August and had Genie in a Bottle as a number one bop of the 99. So That was 99 and not 98. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, last episode I talked mm-hmm. about how I didn't know that her, like the reason she got a record contract was because of Reflections from Mulan. Oh yeah. When will my reflections <laughs> Woo, me Inside, this week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where's my record deal? So, um, also, Jet Magazine, Will Smith, Salma Hayek, and Kevin Klein are on the cover, but they're on the cover, I believe, in August and not in July or around the, when the movie came out. But the July covers are Natalie Cole, Shantae Moore, and <laughs> Chris Rock. So, so you're right. It's just always full circle with that uh, Oscar slap. So <laughs> from Natalie Cole's issue, July 5th, we have the top 20 albums. Number one, The Art of Storytelling by Slick Rick, a classic coming back and killing it in the game. Then we have Rough Riders, Ready to Die, Volume 1. Nice. You know, we were all introduced to Eve around this time. Um, and DMX, RIP. <laughs> in Our Lifetime, 8-Ball and M.I.G. No clue who that is. Um, oh, 8-Ball and M.I.G. They're, uh, um, uh, fucking, where are they from? Tex- uh, Texas. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. And then we have I Am by Nas. Mm-hmm. No Limit. Top Dog by Snoop Dogg. He's no longer on death row. He's on No Limit with Master P. This album artwork, please go Google it because it looks like every cash money, No Limit record cover where it just 
over i don't even know how they photoshopped that back in the day but it's just like overkill <laughs> of graphic design <laughs> and then i'm gonna close it out with fan mail by tlc because no scrubs baby um and then i put in this lovely ad from the chris rock um cover of jet you know, a great deal. Get five movies for 99 cents each. Um, this stood out because we got some J-Lo movies in here. We got Ants. We got Out of Sight. Titanic, the double VHS set. The Rugrats movie. I, I know mean, what you did last summer. Zorro. Yeah. Meet Joe Zorro. Black. Armageddon. There's, yeah, right? there's some good shit on here. Rush Hour. NFL. Yeah. There's so many, <laughs> yeah, there's so many good ones, and I'm just like, how did you pick five? Like, but that's how they get you, because then you'll pick ten <laughs> for two dollars, or you know, like that's that 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 that's how they get you. Yeah, that's a rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then what I pulled from the cover that Will and Salma and Kevin are on for June of 1999 is this beautiful blockbuster ad wow. where you could win at least $11 million just because every time your card is scanned, you're automatically entered. And I text Simone before we started, and I was like, you know, Netflix ain't doing this, baby. Netflix I mean, can ne- Netflix is just robbing us blind <laughs> and thinking that they can get away with it. And they're just like, ooh, robbing you know what we're going to do? <laughs> we're going to secretly add an extra $3 surcharge per person. Oh, and you know what? We're going to sprinkle in some commercials. But if you don't want commercials, you can now spend this much a month. And also, all your friends... They're off your plan. Yeah. <laughs> no more family plan. You cannot ride this your, wave. Your mom was watching that show not anymore. <laughs> profile. But uh, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, no. Netflix is slowly shooting themselves in the foot a la Blockbuster in the early 2000s. But um, in in conclusion to Will's Jet cover, we also have a GQ cover, Men of the Year. We've got Will, Tom Hanks, and I can't quite make out who this is, but some other white guy. (laughs) I'm trying to, it's not Patrick Dempsey. Oh, it's Dylan McDermott. That's who it is. See, I knew it was a D and an M. Yeah. Dermot Moroney, Dylan McDermott. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Dylan McDermott. Yeah. Yes. Dylan McDermott. He was like American Horror Story, but obviously he's been and like a bunch of And his stepmother, Eve Ensler, wrote the vagina monologues. Fun fact. Mm. What? Yeah. So put that in your trivia box and smoke it some other <laughs> Thank you. He yeah. really, he really hasn't aged either. No. He looks good. I can't yeah. have right. a crush on Dylan. Elani. Yeah, but Albert and Dylan Dermot have a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's a clip of Will jumping in the air, but he's in this this brown outfit and looking very uh, Nickelodeon, all that, but suave. (laughs) Avoiding a a slime. (laughs) What are those shoes? I don't know. I do know that when I looked through um, the Vibe magazines that there were lots of ads for lugs and all kinds of boots at that oh, time. Lugs. So I 
the the bottoms of these shoes are throwing me for the loop because the top look like Tim's, but the bottoms are like wavy, like a Skechers. Yeah. It's very confusing. They're probably like some bougie ass um, fashion houses take on Wallabies. <laughs> it's like Gucci for Wallies, like Wallabies. <laughs> Rocco's Modern Life for Wallace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we know. I I'm curious to know. You know what our individual ratings. But before we get into our ratings of this movie, Bria, what did our man Lil Raj have to say about the? Woo, man, Lil Raj loaded the chapa and let it sing for the <laughs> <laughs> He just comes out the gate, like, ripping. I mean, you don't even have to read the rest of his review. Just the beginning will suffice. <laughs> this is a one-star rated movie. Out as of four, a, correct? Yes, out uh, of four. Lately in the podcast, has been a discussion. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. It, was, it was five and a four. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Simone's trying to give extra credit where there is none. <laughs> Sorry. That's yes. why we're the great value version <laughs> of Inside the Extra Studio. Just one. One star. So as of June 30th, 1999, this is how Lil Raj opened up his diss track for Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West is a comedy dead zone. You stare in disbelief as scenes flop and die. The movie is all concept and no content. The elaborate special effects are like watching money burn on the screen. You know... <laughs> You know something has gone wrong when a story is about two heroes in the Old West and the last shot is of a mechanical spider riding off in the sunset. He goes on to say about um, the the acting and portrayals, which I feel like he felt bad for them. You know, he, he says, there are moments when all artifice fails and you realize you are regarding desperate actors trapped on the screen, fully aware they've been left hanging out to dry. Consider an early scene where Will Smith and a sexy girl are embracing in a water tank when the evil general hides rides into town. Smith is made to watch the action through a knot hole while continuing to make automatic mid-air smooching movements with his lips, as if he doesn't realize he's not still kissing the woman. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's so shady. Yeah. And... Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. I mean, he has nothing good to say, really, about this movie. He goes... I think, really, his big issue is most people's issue which is like the overabundance of special effects and like do we really need that and the inventions and the look and feel of the scenes and settings but yeah this was um this was not one of his faves and it's so much so that simone had found that it made him and seagull's worst list of movies in 99 <laughs> oh my goodness yeah this uh this movie was definitely a doozy. So Lil Raj, I think agreeably it gives this a one star. Bria, how many pumps of butter would it be? Um, I'm going to give it two. I'm going to give it one because I agree with Lil Raj. So really one. But I'm going to give Will a star because I feel like I understand where he was coming from in terms of taking on this role in this movie. So I feel like there needs to be points in terms of that. Um, We don't tend to see a lot of westerns with black cowboys i mean you know django came like decades later and um 
the hate we give on netflix am i saying the right the hate it, you give i think yeah based off the book yeah yeah so i feel like he was a little ahead of his time so he should get points for that and the bop that is the theme song wild wild west so <laughs> all right out of four pumps julie how many pumps of butter would you give this one? well originally i was gonna say one um, but I do like Bree's uh, explanation about the times. It was a, a different a different time for a black person being a Western. I like love her explanation on that. But um, I haven't said what the fuck so many times in a movie in a while, so I'm gonna <laughs> stick to my one clump of butter. <laughs> yeah. All right, Joe. Jesus, hot sauce, Christmas cake. Um, <laughs> this is the. It's out of four. This is the Popeyes no. <laughs> Like like no water, dry biscuit. situation. It's just like there's no lubrication. Just forces the popcorn in your mouth. So there's no no, <laughs> no butter. butter. It's at a all dry butter. Just, here you go. Here's this tasteless, butterless, saltless popcorn being forced upon you, and also you have to pay money for this. <laughs> Uh, wow, so that might be the best pump of butter <laughs> or non-pump of butter. <laughs> That's better than my aunt's review because you're basically just raw dog in the popcorn, no butter, all dry. He's healthy. He cares about himself. He cares about himself. He's like, absolutely not. I'm not drenching this in butter. He doesn't care about his partner, though. Rob Dodd is no lube. No lube. <laughs> <laughs> that's just disrespect. That's just, that's just like... I'm not made of rubber. You know what I mean? That's what, what that person this? was saying if you had no butter. It's just like... It's like fucking Bethany at the at the cookout. Like, bringing... Bethany? Bringing the fucking mashed potatoes with the raisins in it. And you're like... <laughs> Dog, what the fuck? Dog, <laughs> and then you add it like some weird other like contraption to this shit. Like, oh yeah, it's got crab legs in it too. It's like Bethany, what the fuck? Well, what Bethany you... married your black uncle, and she's part of the family now. So, <laughs> and I guess she's here to cook out, and we all got to deal with her when she gets here. And that's what th- that's what this movie was. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot. Okay. All right, everybody. I'm gonna say something brave and controversial. This is no. a safe space. Uh-oh. <laughs> Why do you do this? <laughs> because we all need a problematic child on the show, and I will be that person gladly. So, Absolutely. similarly, I'm not going to... Re- listen, I'm stand by what I say. Uh-oh. Similarly to what I said about Independence Day, this does not get a full four pumps of butter. However, I saw this movie in 1998, was clearly mesmerized by it because I did not see all the things that were wrong with it. As I've gotten older, I realized that this movie is wrong in every single way possible. It could never be remade at least the dialogue cannot be repeated in our lord of 2022 year however it's one of those movies where it is so bad that it's comically good i get the lols it makes me feel uncomfortable it makes me ask a lot of questions and for that i'm giving it three pumps bitches (laughs) Wow. Is that what I said? You cannot invite me. You cannot invite me to your wedding, but you know what? Like, listen, this movie is complicated and terrible, but it's like 
in some weird way a fun ride because by the end of it you're still just like oh wait what did i just watch and i i don't know it just it took me on a journey continuously every single time i've watched this because unlike y'all i've seen this many times <laughs> and it still surprises me and leaves me puzzled so i'm giving it three pumps wow that was a ride much like the tarantula um, i was gonna say like are you on this ride are you imagining being on the tarantula um no more i honestly the majority of my ratings goes to what you had said about will taking on this role in a historically role that's been taken i mean we know wild wild west was a movie recreation of a 1960s like spaghetti western tv show that was on for a long time i think it's really awesome that he (laughs) unfortunately turned down the lead role in the matrix in order to take this movie in which he says is one of his like biggest mistakes uh aside from the oscars of this year of his choices so far that he's made But um, I think that this movie boasts a lot of really fun and imaginative practical effects. Now, they didn't shoot a lot on location. Like, they couldn't really drive out to the desert or to some, like, actual scenery and setting. It's very clear that this movie is filmed in the Warner Brothers backlot studios with you know, seven late 1700s, early 1800s style saloons and buildings and stuff. Those are easy to like build up and create and then blow up as well. But the practical effects of a lot of the mechanical systems, the gadgets, Will put himself through a lot of actual stunts in this movie with the train. The train was an actual moving real train. I'm a big fan of practical magic and practical effects in movies. Yes, there's definitely some outdated CGI. It's very clear when they're walking through a lot of the scenery that it is just a like green screen backdrop. Um, But for a lot of this movie, I feel like the big part of the budget goes to um, some of these props. So I'm going to use that as a segue. Bria, what are some of these box office numbers? So infamously, Wild Wild West had a budget of $170 million. Oh, no! (laughs) Oh, no! Yes. How much of a budget was for that guy's nasty-ass ear? (laughs) Questions, girl. That was this... That, that haunted me forever. And Kenneth Branagh's um, barber doing his <laughs> uh, facial hair. <laughs> Opening weekend in the United States and Canada of July 4th, 1999 was $27.6 million. U.S. gross and Canada, $113.8 million. And gross worldwide is $222.1 million. So it bombed opening weekend almost made its money back in the u.s and then made its money back worldwide but nothing to the likes of independence day and men in black which is what will's pattern and like his drive probably to do this movie was it's a movie that has special effects creatures action comedy and that was sort of his like recipe for success at this time and i think he had to reevaluate that after this yeah even as I'm um, watching you talk right now, his face is very <laughs> humble next to you. He's like, he, I'm ashamed. He's like, I know this movie ain't do shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, try- I'm trying. I'm going to have to. 
I look good, don't I? I mean, hey, that counts for something. <laughs> so for those who haven't seen this movie, Bria's going to read um, our summary for us. This movie is PG-13 as a running time of an hour and 45 minutes. It was distributed by Warner Brother Pictures and directed by Barry Sonnenfeld, whose name came up. And when we were covering, here come the men in black. So unfortunately, a swing and a miss. But Bria, for those who haven't seen Wild Wild West or don't want to for the sake of this show, what is this movie about? Well... Jim West, played by Will Smith, is a guns-a-blazing former Civil War hero. Artemis Gordon, played by Kevin Klein, is an inventive U.S. Marshal who excels in disguise. When the United States and their top scientists are threatened by psychotic, spider-loving, steampunk, butt-hurt, <laughs> Confederate, Arliss, Loveless, played by Kenneth Branagh, President Ulysses S. Grant teams the duo up to bring him to justice on a hazard-packed train journey filled with magnets, mud, knives, and trapdoor gadgets and gizmos. A plenty. The West and Gordon team up with the mysterious and beautiful Rita Escobar, played by Selma Hayek, who claims that Loveless has kidnapped her father, who... I must note, turns out to be her husband, question mark. <laughs> the three must combine their skills to stop Loveless and his diabolical spider machines. Will West and Gordon stop the sadistic Loveless, or will they get trapped in the spider's web? Wild Wild West is brought to you in part by cringy 90s humor that makes us go, yoikes, when we see it today. Elements of old spaghetti westerns, booby traps, lots of fun practical effects shot on the Warner Brothers back lot and so many damn spiders what the fuck barry sonnenfeld honestly i'm glad you gave us a explanation <laughs> that movie was about because like there's so many notes that where i'm like what is this about yeah. like i was like wait like I, I i knew he was like a master of disguise will smith was an agent blah 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 but then it was like what yeah, yeah. The plot is lost it is lost if if you had to ask me i would say it was all of the racist white people who lost the Civil War were butthurt about losing that war and wanted revenge. And it was Kenneth Brownell who lost his, like, second half of his body and wanted to, I don't know, just, like, take revenge out on the rest of the United States for that. And then, <laughs> but, so, for those who don't know, I mean, movie critic, I mean, like, big like movie people kind of know that this movie was inspired by an original pitch by Barry Sonnenfeld, who really wanted to do a Superman starring Nick Cage. And Nicolas Cage would have played Superman, who would have fought a giant spider. And when he pitched this movie to the execs in Warner Brothers, they were just like, that's a hard fucking pass, Barry. Like, good for them. <laughs> and he was just like, okay, fine, I'm gonna make my own movie. And so then was born Wild Wild West. So if you listen to the music, it heaters along the line of a Superman theme song. So if you listen at least to the opening credits, you're like, oh, that sounds like sick, which was kind of his like, fuck you love letter to Warner Brothers. Uh, but they still agreed to at least produce and release them. Um, and I'm assuming that at some point the WB store at the mall or the WB store in um, like Universal may sell or have sold Wild Wild West at some point. Uh, let's talk about the trailer because, you know, did we know what we were going into before we watched this? You know, okay, so it's... I think when you're watching this as a kid, I don't think that you really 
fully realized a lot of the historical context that was going on. And so as a kid, I think you're more mesmerized with the trailer with all of the gadgets. We see them wearing the big metal magnetized collars. We see the fun little like flips and switches and booby traps in the train. We see the beautiful Selma Hayek also playing a role. Like as a kid, I remember seeing this trailer and being like, I don't know what this is about, but I liked Men in Black. I have high hopes for this movie. This looks like Men in Black, but like told through the perspective of a cowboy tale. It's like a buddy (laughs) cop film. I'm down. So I feel like even though there were a lot of adult elements and things that definitely went over our heads as kids seeing this movie, the trailer made it seem like it was a lot more family and child friendly than this movie actually is. Yeah, I I feel like as a kid, for sure, it, it is definitely appealing But, like, as an adult, it's just, like, Will Smith doing all this, like, shit in this movie. (laughs) Like, he's he's on a train. He's under a train. There's explosions. He's riding a horse. There's a giant tarantula. Oh, hey, there's Selma Hayek. Like, there's just so much going on. And then even the trailer, it's, like, what is the movie about? It's just, like, one of those hijinks trailers (laughs) where it's just, like, there's so much going on. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be fun. And it's, like, but... What is the premise? Like, why are we in a Western? Like, tell me something. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know. Let me know. So if I saw this trailer now, I I think, too, they were just banking on Will and his yeah. bankability. Like, it's like, oh, Will's got a new movie? Okay, that's probably going to be good. I'll go see that. And a lot of people did. It wasn't, like, it was a bomb opening weekend, but it was the number one movie, and he mm-hmm. had the like JLo, he had the number one movie and the number one album at the same time thanks to this fucking song so i mean there's a little bit of accomplishment Wait, there like is this the same year as big willy style yes okay. oh. just, just or, confirming <laughs> no no willennium Willini- yeah willennium has Willenium. wild wild west yeah okay, gotcha. willy style was like 97 98 right yes yes so, uh, yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. will 2k baby but <laughs> Yeah. Which will be our next episode. Well, <laughs> 2K minus slap plus West. Divided by, <laughs> <laughs> <divided> by Tarantula. <laughs> I know, I'm talking about. Sponsored by WD-40. <laughs> Sponsored by Squatch and I got, I got some creepy legs. <laughs> Nair, to, to shave all your legs. Are your breast implants too stiff? Drop out that buckwheat and put in some water. (laughs) (laughs) Are we are we on that yet? Are we on the moments? Let's talk about it. Yeah, Yeah, let's just get into it. Let's just get into it. Um, Shit. Just shit. And so Wild Wild West, before we go into the thick of it of the plot, and this cast, um, we see a lot of great familiar faces. Will Smith plays James West. Kevin Klein plays Artemis Gordon and the president of the United States. He is like a double duo for whatever reason that was. I don't know, but I find that interesting and fun. Kenneth Branagh, um, for Harry Potter fans, plays Gildroy Lockhart in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. 
Oh shit. Yeah. He looks unrecognizable like it's that fucking beard, dude. I swear I will pay Kevin money if he can like shave it like that. I just think that would be so hilarious and funny. Selma <laughs> Hayek. <laughs> Selma Hayek plays the beautiful Rita Escobar. Uh Ted Levine, who's in a bunch of stuff, plays that scary son of a bitch, General McGrath with or Bloodbath McGrath as they call it with the phonograph ear. Wasn't he in uh pirates? He might in of the, like Pirates of the Caribbean. Of <laughs> <laughs> the Caribbean, yeah. I thought that was the uh, octopus place. Moving wrong. No. He was in Silence of the Lambs, Shutter Island, The Fast and the Furious. Yeah, he was Sergeant he's, Tanner. He's in a bunch of shit, but kind of unrecognizable in this movie. I think thanks to some of the makeup and the prosthetics of it, he's a like, and he's dirty. He's dirty. That's what I mentioned too. That like, what creeps me out about this time of history is that everyone's just greasy and grimy, and like yeah. going to that brothel, like, ugh. Ugh. no one's been showering. You know, their dick has all kinds of funk on it. But like, listen, a lady's got to make a dollar. Um, Girl, those I'd be like, those... put it anywhere in my mouth. Like that's disgusting. The like, p the, the ph's in that brothel just Oof. off. I was just talking about the history of stds with my seventh graders because we were talking <laughs> we were talking about the columbian exchange and i am hashtag not afraid to go there because i'm like listen yes smallpox and the measles were transmitted but so were stds and they're like they're stds i was like sexually trans brought them over and gave them to indigenous folks and they were just like white people white people in again i was like yeah it's a dark part of history that we don't talk about but i'm not going to pretend that it didn't happen just like we're not going to pretend that there was a lot of yeast infections in this brothel. Nasty as shit. Oh my god. So uh, let's lovely. just get in. Brought it. to you by Monistat. <laughs> brought, brought to you, you by Monistat. Brought Dodger to you by Monistat. Y'all sponsored yet? Because I mean, <laughs> no. <laughs> time to get on that train. Monistat, y'all. It's... No, it's a train of Will Smith on the train, like putting Monistat in. He's like, ah. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so let's just get into it. This plot's bananas. The the happenings in this movie are wild. What are our thoughts? Just, I mean, obviously about the storyline, but also like Will Smith's acting choices and his character in particular. What do we think? That's a loaded question. I know. Okay, so maybe, I don't know. How, how do we want to do this? We just want to break it down like scene by scene, things that stuck out to us. I, I will say what stuck out to me was that there was times during the brothel scene and you know, he comes in and like starts fighting everyone for the fighting reason. everyone. He it's punches like, no. and kicks his way through a lot of people. It's like, wait, there's no reason. He's like, they were just having sex and just came out to see like, what ah. happened and he beat the shit out of them. I was like, that was a choice. Why is he kicking their ass? <laughs> he didn't have anything to do with it. They were just like, yeah, hey, I was just trying to see what's going on. Oh, bitch. Oh, shit. <laughs> Nobody was safe. Nobody no, was safe. Nobody was Not safe. Not even the goat that was brought into that threesome. A yes. goat? Did yeah, I miss didn't that? you hear? He was just like, oh, you don't want to hear that. And they opened up the door and it was like, ah. It was like a cl like an animal got into the mix that night. Yeah. That goat got a UTI too. Shit. <laughs> 
I mean, damn, that yoga is not that yoga, 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 that goat, not yoga. Wow. Don't drink that goat's milk. (laughs) No. Don't don't drink that yak. That's a different Um, kind of goat's cheese going uh, on. That ain't goat's cheese. That's a goat's UTI, baby. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> just, just the visuals of that. So, mm, I'm thinking cottage cheese. Oh, man. I'll never so eat again. Chunky. So I'll never eat it's, again. It's funny you brought up Pirates of the Caribbean because a lot of the stunts in this movie, I call Pirates of the Caribbean like style stunts. Mm-hmm. Where it was yeah. like a lot of practical stunts, but like childlike i guess in a way yeah there's a lot of swinging from things jumping Mm -hmm. extra pushes of gravity where gravity wasn't actually a factor in that scenario and i think a lot of that has to do with some of the fun like props and gadgets that were in in the movie i think that's kind of how they were able to really get away with this as a kid's movie because i don't know about you but i remember when i was a kid one of my favorite pastimes was making like booby traps and little like mazes and things like you know (laughs) okay simo i did too i like i thought that that leprechauns were gonna kill me and on saint pat because i was very scared of leprechauns when i was eight and i made a a trap for them and my teacher said that leprechauns were very mischievous. So I put a sign that said, do not steal my bouncy balls. Because I'm like, that will entice them. <laughs> and I put a bouncy balls. And I put a sign, do not take my bouncy balls. And I put a stick and a Dixie cup and a string so they'd come and would catch them. But I was up all night con- concerned that the leprechauns would be in my house. How big do you think the leprechauns were? So at were around 3 a.m. I took it down because I could not go to bed. And I thought the leprechauns were going to get me. Like we're talking like like the movie like Warren Davis. Leprechaun, no, 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 we're talking like, like the little green men. I, I suppose someone didn't eat Lucky Charms. Like a shot. Like a shot. I don't care big. if they're that big; they could come as thick as stone. You thought they were this big? I don't know, but I was I was eight, and I was very um. <laughs> I was also very concerned that the dog from the Never Ending Story was under my bed and was gonna fly away. It was my bed. That dog was massive. You guys are very imaginative. <laughs> <laughs> But I loved all the gadgets in this movie with like the shoe and he has the little spur spinning wheel gadget thing that gets him, gets Selma Hayek out of the cage. There's lots of little like, like hidden things under the sleeves with this little. I I did note that I wanted that. I was like super impractical because I do have an iPhone, but I wouldldn't be mad if I could be like, hold on like and take a note. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just loved all the little bits and bobs and pieces that they had. And the and the fact that they built this train that they ride through Utah was like a real train, real working train with lots of like different kind of buttons and stuff. I just remember as a kid, like going over to someone's house and looking like, oh, is that a secret door somewhere? Like pulling different things if that was going to be like, maybe it's just the Spectre, Inspector Gadget kid in me. But like, yeah. This Which this era. Inspector Gadget came out, and it was also on Ebert's worst movies yes. of '99. And we talked about that with them. Matthew Broderick. Yeah, it's it's a shit show. But we were talking about with like Men in Black and stuff. This is kind of the era of like spy shit. So we yeah. get Harriet the Spy and like lots of really fun, cool like little toys and things to trinket with. So, um, so I I. It, looking through like this wave of a shit show that this movie is, I'm like trying to pluck out these little things. The good, that I'm, like kind of yeah. good, but I kept yes. trying to figure out. Like I was like, I had moments where I was watching the movie and I was like, you know what? And I would think like, 
it's not that bad. These acting choices aren't that bad. And then Kevin Klein did safe. this like martial art thing where he was like, Yo! and I was like, oh, oh, this is bad. And then uh, it got worse. Yeah. And then it fast forwarded to Will talking about slavery oh. wasn't that bad. And yeah. I was like, Guinness Kanye West on <laughs> is going on. And it just continued to just fucking go down this. And I, you know, I'm like, I'm not trying to be like negative, but like, God damn, like they doubled down on so many things that I was just like, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. I see why people say this movie sucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, totally. Yeah. The it's, thing is, yeah. Wild Wild West has potential. Like I can see the vision of wanting to like do a movie like this. It's just that I feel like. I've been watching We Crashed and I watched the We Work documentary. I feel like this is kind of like that where like there was no checks and balances. It was like, okay, you guys did Men in Black. You did Independence Day. Big blockbusters. Here's 170 mil. Have at it. And like, I think they needed to reel them in a little bit. Like somebody needs to be like, hey, I don't know about this. Which the original actor from the TV show, he read the script and was like, I want no parts of this. This is not doing justice. Yeah. And I feel like that should have been a red flag. Like yeah. if the OG person is like, you guys are fucking ruining what I built, then you should be like, hmm, maybe we should rewrite some stuff or rethink, recalibrate. And mm-hmm. they didn't do that soon enough. So <laughs> there's just so much in here that is just like ah why like yeah and it's hard because it's like it's hard to chalk it up to acting choices because i feel like will smith will smithed himself in this role like this role is similar to me to to men in black and maybe even a little bit of bad boys because it had that like buddy Mm. cop dynamic right but is it chalked up to acting choices or is it chalked up to the writing of this movie and the things that they were approved to say, right? Yeah. Like the scene, Joe, that you were talking about where uh, he was taken out of the brothel because he had mistaken a woman for Kevin Klein who had previously dressed up as a woman that looked very similar to that. And they just went through that whole booby exchange scene of buckwheat versus water of like, oh, now touched my breasts. Ooh, I'm hard. <laughs> you know, like funny conversations taken out of context. And he thought that that woman was played by his partner. And so he like drummed on her breasts. And so they're like, let's take him out. Let's hang him. Um, and so he's like trying to talk his way out of this situation. To me, it, like acting choice wise, <laughs> still felt a lot like it was Will Smith being Will Smith, being mm-hmm. funny, having those like, you know, I don't want to say juvenile, but just like he's the funny one. Kevin Klein's the serious one, just like he's the funny one in Men in Black, Tommy Lee Jones one. See, I feel like this one missed with that dynamic. And Barry Sonnenfeld says in like uh, this like behind the scenes director's thing, he was like, you know, I learned from this that you don't put two funny people in a movie together or something like there has to be a straight man. And I don't think either of them like knew who was doing which because mm-hmm. for me, I felt like Will 
was like he felt trepidatious like he wasn't sure if should i be funny should i be serious like it felt like this weird in between with him like where he wanted to be charismatic and like obviously the hotter of the two the ladies man but then there were moments where he's like we got a job to do and so i was just like which one is it like he needed to pick and then two the way he spoke i feel like for this to be kind of a period piece and not something that was like <laughs> this is the wild wild west but he kind of modern like he was from philadelphia like i kind of like do an accent that he was just like know. fuck it i'm gonna sound like myself but do you you disagree I would have preferred that he like found some kind of voice for this character rather than Will Smithing his way through it. Like, I don't know. It just, it didn't, I, I feel like he wasn't fully his character in some ways. Yeah, I would agree. Cause like, it, it was almost like when, you know, like for me, when Django and Chain came out, you know, the complications with that movie, but like Jamie Foxx's character, I felt was just Jamie Foxx at certain, and it kind of took me out of the movie where I was like, at first he like had, had this build up. I was like, okay, cool. He's like Django. And then I was like, no, he's just Jamie Foxx. Just, just, <laughs> just doing Jamie Foxx. And and that's, I kind of felt that way with like, what is this? It was like, oh, it's just Will just doing Will shit. And that's, that's fine. It's like, that's why you hired him. That's why you got him, gave him, you know, X amount of dollars to do his thing. Cause at, the, at a certain point, yeah, sure. You pay an actor to do, do their thing, but at the end of the day, it's like, hey, well, you need the director to then step in and go, yeah, but this is the way we envisioned it. And yes, we're paying you a lot of money. Can you, and like literally direct, just do your job. Just, yeah. <laughs> that's it. just do your job. Tell the actor, hey, I love this take. Can we try it this way? And then they're like, okay, I'm an actor. I can do that. Let me swish this shit up real quick. And if it didn't work, okay, whatever. But and we, we don't know. We don't know what happened on set. But I, I, I have a feeling, like you said, like I have a feeling that Will kind of jumped in and he was like, well, I did these other two movies just this way. I'm going to do this one this way too. And it just didn't fucking work. But, you know, who knows? The writing, yeah. the, everything yeah. else was going on. You know, it's just like... Yeah, it, it was a fucking goddamn train wreck, pun intended. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> from the beginning to. I wonder if that just has to do with like the time or like the era of this movie being technically a period piece with some very advanced elements to it. Because I think a lot of people who watch Wild Wild West, I don't know if Django is the only thing that you can compare it to, but I think comfortably a lot of film goers might automatically chalk it up to in terms of like some of the uncomfortable pieces of the dialogue to it. And that's what I kind of found when I was watching it prior to this episode of like, what separates this movie from Django? Cause we know Quentin Tarantino as a director is covered and dripping in satire and comedy and humor with lots of that underlying tones of what like drives the plot to the movie. And then it's also these characters taking that narrative back into their own hands and driving the plot whereas this movie felt like it was like I really felt as if 
Barry Sonnenfeld made this movie with all the seriousness intentions again because he's like fuck it I can't make my Superman spider movie so I'm just gonna make this like spaghetti western spider movie and that I think that's what the disconnect for me felt like of the 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 pieces that didn't work was that because it took itself seriously and I'm like why as a viewer it's uncomfortable to watch but it's a different kind of uncomfortable to watch as a person watching Django, where you feel like Jamie Foxx's character, not so much Christoph Waltz or Leo, like Jamie has the power in this movie. <clears throat> and so watching Wild Wild West, I was like, I just, not that I want anyone to have, you know, their true, you know, like the, this like power dynamic or struggle, but yeah, I agree of like, who plays the funny person, who plays the serious person, there was just like, some missed signals thrown there yeah i feel like i don't know i i think it's interesting too like if you think about it like will so far like we've done men in black independence day and then bad boys and then <laughs> we'll get another bad boy soon but like Wait, at, really? yeah, well, three. well yeah they're they're gonna make another one after bad boys for life i think they both agree to that but <laughs> but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Will has this interesting career and like in his interviews for he oh also I forgot earlier he was on Vanity Fair for Wild Wild West but in his interviews you know he's always talking about like he plays he's he's a crossover actor like he appeals to all plethoras of people and he's not pigeonheld by his race but like during this time of the 90s you sort of have this amazing black renaissance of movies like the wood comes out this year love and basketball comes out this year and and these are primarily black casts and i feel like this was a missed opportunity at this time to really like this is a play towards diversity in the cheapest way of like we have this huge movie star we know is going to appeal to people so let's slap him in this movie that's not at all supposed to have a black character but let's not do anything more to further that like yeah you have Selma Hayek mm -hmm. but like her race nothing plays a part in that and then you have the Asian character at the brothel but in the background it's all just, just yeah. white men yeah, and I'm yeah. like it, this would have been amazing if like they had a mindset of like now that we do that this is like not real this is fantasy we could do whatever the fuck we want Bridgerton can have like black queens and Indian like high class people and that's fine and I wish they did that with this movie I feel like it would have taken it to another place and again like play up the satire and the foolishness of it all like the suspension of disbelief in this movie is like too high to climb where it's mm. like I'm supposed to be invested in this plot against the president, but we've got, you know, giant steam machines and dudes with crazy, funky facial hair. And like, I just, what? So also I the just, guy with the ear. I want to light that ear thing on fire so that it scorches his brain. Yeah. Like, I don't think that was necessary. <laughs> like it's, it's cool to see steampunk things or like, you know, the gadgets and stuff, but like, that was just like, really like yeah, when, are we supposed to be a fucking weirdo like, <laughs> i mean yeah when he turns that upside down and all of his little gross earwax drips oh. out of it like it's tobacco spit almost but yeah. i mean they also have that little gag where um mcgraw is or mcgrath right Wait. yeah mcgrath 
McGrath. So he Mark McGrath. Blood Bath McGrath. McGrath is on the Tim like McGrath. <laughs> Tim McGraw. Where Blood, <laughs> Bath, Blood Bath McGrath is on the like steamship with Loveless and his like harem of ladies, which I kind of liked that he was just like Yeah. <laughs> that was cool. Anyways, but um he like when um Loveless had shot McGrath and he fell dead or fell down on the boat and there was that little white black and white dog that sat by it. It was the like, oh you see what they did there? It looked like the um the Victrola advertisement for the like cra- original crank final record players of the black and white dog sitting by and listening to the like phonograph yeah mm-hmm. phonograph like music speaker player of like <laughs> see what they did there but i thought that that was such a choice that they decided to have that and he was just- that the head projector i was like even even his character's like bro that's somebody's head <laughs> like I know, like, why? Yeah. So, I mean, again, like, I liked the gadgets of the movie, not to say that they're all believable, because your suspension of disbelief is all obviously like, well, that's dumb. Like, the last thing you see before you die is, like, imprinted on your eyeballs. And then Will Smith is like, oh, it's blurry because he wears glasses full and, like, puts it over his eyes. And then now they can hyper see this image of, of this of this phonograph man like standing over him with the captain marvel like spider shield over him like really advanced for the times yeah yeah, see it's like we're supposed to believe that we're in this not quite gold rush era but this like post-civil war early reconstruction of the u.s but yet we have all of this advanced technology it's like make up your mind what do you want yeah 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 also sorry no go no, you go ahead. I, I was just fucking wondering, what the fuck is the Superman movie supposed to be like? I would what? have loved to have been in the room for the pitch when Barry's like, walk, we walked in, he's like, hear me out. Cage is Superman. Um, he fights a really big spider, and they're like, I don't know, like Superman doesn't really historically fight spiders. He's like, but, 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 like, wouldn't that be so cool? And he's just like, no, no, they're like, no, 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 like, very, 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 very. What's this thing with spiders, though? I mean, Superman. How the fuck would he not just beat the shit out of it and be like, all right, cool, I'm gonna throw this thing into fucking Deep Space Nine. Why he's just gonna laser eyes all those existential crisis after he kills the spider in the first 30 seconds of the movie and then (laughs) that's what we're watching because there's no fight it's just him killing the spider totally and it's like that's but that's also what cracks me up is like if you were to play a drinking game, just drink every time you see a fucking spider, anytime they oh, say God. spider. Like the Confederate flag spider thing that that Kenneth Branagh, Dr. Loveless had behind him. I'm like, that's the closest that they could do with doing a Confederate flag without actually having. I know, I noticed that too. I was like, <laughs> yuck. Uh, Can we talk about his party? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. I don't know. <laughs> right his entrance to yes like abraham lincoln i i I thought you for sure would have been inspired by that party i was like oh simone is taking notes i almost almost used that as my opening line of like but i didn't want to get like too spicy so i'm gonna i'm gonna read the dialogue as it appears on screen are you guys ready can can i do a southern accent is that is that allowed 
you can do whatever you want okay on your show all right so (laughs) abraham lincoln's uh head just exploded and he goes oh don't we just hate that song because they're saying how to be of the glory of the lord hey better have the glory of the glory he goes y'all look like you've just seen a ghost it's me dear friend alive and well and kicking i am anyways <laughs> we may have lost the war but heaven knows we haven't lost our sense of humor you know not even when we lost alone a spleen a bladder two legs 35 feet of small intestine and our ability to reproduce all in the name of the south do we ever lose our sense of humor now oh we all owe a deep debt gratitude to our friends from across the sea for their comfort and kindness so i'ma say so yeah, my ancestors just smacked me upside <laughs> I do declare we have not lost our sense of humor. We may have lost the war, but we have. It's giving me blanched everywhere. Like <laughs> also, and he's like, "You don't think I can please a woman who's like some giant like dildo thing?" I'm like, what the fuck? Oh my god, I wrote that down. His big pee pee dildo, and when Kevin Klein uh, free Selma Hayek from that like sex cage. Did we not just skip past the like BDSM like <laughs> bed situation that Loveless has? The kink.com like, warehouse. Hey boy, slap me and call me this. He Adam said supervision is He said, Do you think I can't devise of something hard pumping? <laughs> like I was just like <laughs> Uh, he's so <laughs> gross he is what i like to call a creepy son oh my I'm god like, use your mouth and eat my UTI, <laughs> yeah he was a hot mess like but you just know what he so... was having fun popping those let, let, let's just say he was like constantly doing some 360 rotation chair. he's like you want to go to the skate park i reckon i will show you what i am made of <laughs> Oh my gosh. This movie proved that if you have an idea, you should follow your dream because this was made. You know so, what? Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you if you ever had a dream ever, uh you just have to have Wild the audacity West, of a white man. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Wild Wild West was made. Yeah. And funded. So Geely yeah. was made. Yeah. Jesus. Hot sauce. Yeah. Geely was made. Well, I thought it was Geely. Geely. <laughs> I was like, Giggly. Oh, okay, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll pass on that one, but, you know. Joe, on my next visit to LA, we'll watch it. <laughs> I'm down. I'm so down. I'm down. Wait, am I invited? Yeah. yeah. Bri and I, Bri and I are really, going to come down. Really, really it's turkey time. Gobble, gobble. gobble. <laughs> it's turkey time. Gobble, Should gobble. I bring my VHS? Oh, Should yeah, we kick it old school? VHS. I'll bring my VHS player. We'll hook it up. Bria's really good at like figuring out where the red wire, white wire goes. So if we don't have that on our on on our TV anymore, is there a, an adapter for that? Yeah, he's just said that. I think so. We'll Amazon it. We'll come prepared. We got the cords. Yeah. I have a bag of my dad's cords from <laughs> my house. And bring over a big old bag of cords. I thought you were gonna say I have a bag of candy to bring to watch it, but that's fine. 
time. I also have candy. Both of you podcast vixens are welcome <laughs> to visit anytime this summer <laughs> so we can watch Julie and eat candy and be weird. So I'm just saying, we have a spare bedroom. Me and you, Julie, can go stalk the Real Housewives. Girl, I think we should go to Pump. Okay, I've been to Pump, Sir Tom, Tom, all that dumb shit. Let's go. We are, we are, oh my God. Wait, Tom, Tom fits Wild Wild West because it's like all steampunky, it's steampunky. right? steampunky. And also the sandwich takes something about her. Yeah, it's kind of, that's, so all the um, Tom, Tom, Sir Pump, that's like a six minute drive from us, but then. It's like a 10 minute walk. Well, not 15, a 10 minute walk. It's 20, 20 minute walk. 20 minute walk. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Right. Yes. <laughs> Book it. Oh man. Okay, Wild Wild West, the the magical classic. I... So I, I've I've been pretty fucking negative, Nancy. If I had to pull anything positive, of, uh, <laughs> the way you're saying it, I'm trying. I'm really I'm really trying. I I mean, it's like we just watched it and dumpster fire. Um, yeah. But if I had to pull anything positive uh <laughs> the power man. of will i mean will in his prime i still think despite this laugh I, I feel like he's just going for some mental health shit which i mean i'm not condoning violence has such charismatic presence on screen that despite the dumpster fire that this movie is i didn't i didn't want to like jump out the fucking window yeah like if it wasn't him if it was anyone else in this movie, I wouldn't have been able to get through it. I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm good. I'm not watching. Yeah. He did deliver that much to, to the movie, which is saying a lot because it's really fucking hard to carry a movie. Like, yeah. Popular belief. People are like, oh, I could do that too. And it's like, okay, bitch, here's a script. Carry this movie. And they're like, oh, uh, and they're like, yeah, acting's hard, bitch. <laughs> acting's fucking hard. Yeah, it is not easy. I mean, Mel Gibson was allegedly set to be James West, so. Oh my god. Yeah, and then Tom Cruise was also attached. Okay, to I could it. see. I could see Tom Cruise just in terms of like the stunts. stunts. Yeah. <laughs> but Mel but it Gibson. Been like Mission Impossible. It would be like Mission Impossible Wild West. Also, as for stunts, like I know he did a bunch of shit on the train. But yeah. I will say when he lands on the end caboose or front of the train, I don't know what end it was. He does the backflip? And- <laughs> don't tell me that was almost. Oh, it's so funny. And then when they're like two little magnet like collars and stuff, like they run away from each other and then they like are swung back into one another. What did it's they jump in? Was it mud. Jump? Was that poop? Oh. No, it was like muddy. It looked like poop. I thought like, it was poop when he no, was like. It was like a grand canyon kind like of. Dinosaur I, poop. I was like, okay, we're in a, a completely different time. It's like a prehistoric age. Prehistoric Why poop. did they jump in dinosaurs? It was his cis face, really, that sold it. That something stank because he wasn't just like, okay, this is gross. He was like, right. It was just like we're, <laughs> this is, we're in shit. I it's like I smell some piss. <laughs> <laughs> like right yeah. now suck this movie is all over the place it's like it is <laughs> yeah i mean how did they even get the collars off they never showed how they got they them off. he like kevin smith or kevin sorry kevin smith kevin <laughs> i wish kevin smith was in this movie that'd be hilarious i know i know artemis gordon 
all of a sudden was just like, oh yeah, whoops, I had this little thing in my oh, no, pocket. He oh, must have not have like checked it for me and it was like floating in the muddy waters and he was just like, what? Well, how come Loveless didn't find it? it like, wouldn't it, what about, if would have like came out your ass and he was like, oh, that was the first place that he would have looked. So, turns out Artemis Gordon was like packing his little tools the entire time and that whole thing was just a little uh, funny comedic bit that the two of them went through. Yeah. See? Play. It was last play. Was there any improv? You know, Not noted, which yeah. usually is for Will. Most yeah. of yeah. He's his... really infamous for doing some just like off the cuff improvised lines. Yeah, I don't know. Which is why I feel like he felt stifled. Like, he wasn't sure. Because, like, this would have been a great movie for him to say some, like, off-the-cuff shit and, like, get away with it. Because it's so out there. I feel like the only part that he could have been improving was the slavery part. I hope he didn't improv that. (laughs) Because I felt like he was in that moment. They just, like, hey, just just go. And he was like, how am I just going to go talking about this shit? What the fuck? And I feel like he, like, I felt uncomfortable, as un- as uncomfortable as he would have been in that position delivering those lines. I'm like, uh, if I would have been, like, handed this script, I would have been like, oh, we're shooting this? Can we just cut this from the film? Because this, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. It was mostly, for me, it was mostly the, like, you know hey, I don't blame you guys. Like, I too wouldn't want to get up and pick cotton. Like, look at you. Is your, like, and I was just like, whoa. going to wake up every day. And- yeah, I was just like, oh, no. They should have cut that. That should have been, like, and, I, yeah. and Will as the star and, you know, all that. I feel like he probably had the power to be like, uh, I don't think we should leave this in. I think we should nix Agreed. this part. I, I wonder if it was because of the rating. This movie only has a PG-13. And so they said shit quite a bit in this movie, but that was pretty much it. How? They were, they we were, saw ass. We saw, we saw some ass, but we didn't see full titty. And so ass has a is it believe it or not is in a different category of breasts in terms of pg-13 rating and then you're only allowed you're allowed one f for pg-13 and then you're allowed like a certain amount of shits i think it's two f okay and so that's the new pg-13 but at the time it was not at the time you or or no you can say fuck or you can do this one Mm. You can do the the the, the, the bird. Fine. They did it in a Marvel movie. They did it in uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm Guardians guessing. Like, yeah, because that was that. That's a spicy oh. Marvels movie. You know. Oh yeah. So I mean, I wonder if like the language of this movie has to do with its rating, because again, like there are obvious implications of using the N word where they don't, and again, the tour that was- uncomfortable setting feelings of it comes from that that was another thing i felt was unnecessary because like unlike Django, i feel like it didn't add to like the setting and the tone of the movie like yeah. it just felt gratuitous in some ways yeah. yes i agree and i was just like we didn't have to do that like, like we have again to yeah here, so it's all pretend let's not Let's not add that into this. Like, and it didn't help the story anyway. It's not like James West was like some character that was 
like even with Django, it's like, oh, there's a black bounty hunter. Like what? Like people weren't surprised at like his showing up to things or like appalled. And like that's what you needed to sell like the necessity of that kind of like language or whatever, because it's just like you guys clearly accept him. It wasn't until he banged on some titties that you were like, hang him. And even that, it's like, why do we have to escalate to that? You could just kick him out of the saloon. Like, exactly. I feel like the world building a lot more, like you said, like there was these fantastical things that were happening. And there was also the, the present day of whatever was going on. But I felt like the world building really suffered. Whoever built that that world or, you know, all the themes of, of that world could have gone so much further and been like, well, fuck it, let's have all different types of people be here and like let's really expand and like make this our own thing as opposed to being like oh we're so restricted by by the time period the time period and the historical thing but like you weren't restricted by this with these fucking machines and this time but like you were restricted by the the time frame but will smith is just being himself and also this it's like it this shit doesn't make sense. It's true. They they pick and chose what they wanted to really emphasize in this movie. And I feel like this movie boasts more about the, like, spider contraptions. Again, I think it's <laughs> Sonnefeld being like, fuck you, bitch. I'm getting my spider shit. I'm getting my money's worth out of this spider crap. And he's... It, and with these... The big overarching when you like step back and look at the picture of the mechanical moving spider yeah that's cgi but like inside the spider that's like real effects that's like real gears working and swinging from chains and stuff like that they really put their effort towards there rather than building this world and and building that believability of the audience yeah that's a great way to say it jeff the the world building was just yeah. not there Wild Wild West. I want my spiders. <laughs> also, random thought: the girl that got titty slapped wasn't she a prostitute or a sex worker at the saloon? Um, it was at more of like a southern uppity rich party. I don't think so. That took place at a couple of scenes later. Okay. And it was supposed to be more of like a costume party. So that's when like Will and Klein or West and Artemis and Gort West and Gordon were like arguing about what they were going to dress up as undercover wise for that party. And, you know, West had decided to show up as a what cowboy. <laughs> and then Gordon, just instead of doing undercover as a woman, as he did in the previous saloon scene, had done a like pelt hunter he yeah looked more like french canadian maybe yeah because he was like uh american so he wasn't yeah i think he was french which goes in the timeline of american history yeah. at this point so. one one part i did like at the end was when um mr spider-man loveless <laughs> is fighting with west and he had he was like, oh, you don't think I could have legs? And, you know, he rises his, <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> he has his hydraulic legs and um, Artemis shoots him and he's like, ha, you missed. And he's like, no, I didn't. And so his hydraulic fluid starts leaking and stuff and he like starts falling down. And all that popped in my head was like, he hit the flow. Next That's thing you know, <laughs> shutting out low, low, low. Because he's just like, me. <laughs> okay, qu 
question. What if Spider-Man No Way Home Loveless shows up and he's just like, oh, I thought we were... <laughs> Whoa, excuse me here. I thought we were the Spider-Man showing up uh, to this party. <laughs> why Why didn't Barry Sonnenfeld pitch a Spider-Man movie for his f- fucking wet dream? <laughs> like... Why Superman versus a spider just yeah. do Spider-Man? That's, I feel like that's what you wanted to do in the first place. He did not have the courage. Just <laughs> <laughs> do a Spider-Man movie. Oh, uh, man. I think this is... They the MCU would have made it work. If, <laughs> if, if Lovelace just showed up. I think so. Such a fucking deep cut for people who know this movie. Yeah. But for everyone else, it would have just been a, a like, oh, that was funny. And then people would have known, like, oh, shit, that was from Wild Wild West. Oh, damn. <laughs> like, and then in his chair, he shows up. He's like, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> and they would have, like, chucked him into, like, the sea or some shit like that. Like, Doc Ock would have been like, nah, bye. Doc Ock's like, there's only one room for someone who looks like another creature, and that's me, bitch. <laughs> Just, like, flings him over the side. Bye. <laughs> This Missed opportunity. That's all, folks. Seriously. All right. Shall we begin to wrap up? Bria, I feel like, I mean, was there anything else you wanted to talk about, like acting or? Oh, oh, um, let's see. I mean, no. I, oh, I will say we di- we've been talking about Will's looks, and I do think that he had Ooh. some looks in this movie. And- I loved the outfits. The like this. I mean, granted, I always, y'all know me. I'm like more of a like uh, alternative weird crooked girl. I love anything. I'm not a steampunk person. I don't have like a collection of steampunk shit like some people really get into. But as a vibe. As a former Hot Topic bitch, it's something that I really appreciate. And visually, I liked a lot of the outfits and stuff in this movie. And I really liked Will's ensembles. There was a lot of, I mean, it kind of paralleled, if you will, to the Matrix, just minus the trench coat. It was like all black. It was kind of like this like gothic steampunk cowboy kind of way of dressing i loved the fits in this movie yeah will's movie at least <laughs> i mean look i love will i really do i he's like literally my one of my inspirations is acting but i feel like it would have given it a tone of I, I just feel like keanu reeves is so he's such a great fucking person but he's also a blank slate mm-hmm. whereas will smith is gonna bring personality not that Keanu Reeves can't. I'm not slamming him. I'm just saying, like, he's, like, he would have brought so much personality to Neo. Yeah. Like, yeah. And how do you tone that down? Like, Right. It's like, how do you make Will Smith, like, I Am Legend was probably the most toned down I've seen Will ever. And, or, or Pursuit of Happiness. Hmm. But like, I Am Legend would probably have been like, oh, okay, cool. This is, like, the toned down version of himself like Mm -hmm. he's not playing himself he's playing this dude who's you know going through some shit and he needs to fight these yeah i I was gonna say i feel like he can't do serious and like action together but enemy of the state i feel like was pretty good in that combination but i feel like maybe he can't do like serious action sci-fi together you know it it has to be like some kind of comedic relief in 
like a sci-fi universe for him or something. Although, what's that movie with him and Jaden after? Oh, Gemini, and it's not After Earth. Yeah, I'm. Oh, I didn't. I skipped that one. I haven't seen it either, but I'm curious because that's a sci-fi movie. So I'm curious if we'll get a serious sci-fi take from him in that versus like something that's charismatic. <laughs> yeah, I was, think so. Oh, M Night did After Earth. Interesting. I mean, we'll watch it for the show. So I look forward. Find out soon enough. <laughs> All right. So. Um, one of the kind of last things that we do for our show is if you would make a cocktail and snack spread inspired by Wild Wild West, what would you make? I think for my drink, it's going to be straight moonshine because I feel like Ooh. I'm going to bar. And I also feel like I'm going to be so disgusted by smelling my own pits. And- <laughs> And I'm very sensitive to smell, so like, I guys want moonshine, so I'm a little fucked up and not dealing with it. And blind. Okay. Yeah, a little blind. And for a... no, it'll make you go blind. Oh. Like moonshine's what it does. Like, I had yeah. it. Like like straight. Like, no, like the traditional moonshine. this era of moonshine. If you yeah. drink too much of it, because it was so unfiltered and like literally made in a bathtub with no hygienics. It will make you go blind. Well, I guess I'm not going to see or feel anything after this cocktail. (laughs) That's what you have to do after watching Wild Wild West. That's the plug. And I'm thinking for the snack. I know it it wasn't a a dish at the time, but I'm thinking because I am pretty pretty adventurous in the kitchen, you might say. So I'm thinking of some tarantula tempura as my snack. Ooh, a little crunchy spider leg. Wow. Like a soft shell crab, I guess. I mean, listen, when you put a crab kind of all splayed out, deep fried, it would look like... Yeah. And I feel like the the text light, little crispy, like, snack. And no one else is eating them. So I take it a lot to my stomach. Okay. What would your drinking snack be for the era? Uh, shit. Um... Not that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my my drink of choice would probably be something similar to moonshine. I would I'd go like a like cactus like kind mm. of whatever juice and like maybe some maybe a little vodka maybe a little like almost like island time like kind of maybe or maybe like a rum drink with like cactus juice. I don't know if that's good. Than sugar, I feel like sugar just masks everything. So you're just like, yeah, it's oh, juice and look sugar, mm. and like put a little put a little citrus in there, and like you won't taste the thing. Like oh, this if I just drank cactus juice, this is awful. But I'm I'm dying in the desert, so I need to do something. Um, the brothel quenched my thirst. Yeah, hydrated me. I need that. So I would do that for the cat, <laughs> the cocktail. The, cocktail. Um, the food, I would do like a seafood kind of display with like a lot of octopus mm. am- we're talking legs okay <laughs> <laughs> we're serving I'm legs of tarantula i'm i'm actually arachnophobic which the all the talk of spiders like this is how much this movie did not affect me because i am terrified of spiders and i was like this movie ain't shit uh, wow. <laughs> impressive, impressive. So I would not be okay with cooking a tarantula. It's dead. Having, I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking every and I'm like, ah! It doesn't matter. If it's <laughs> in the house and it's dead, I fucking want to 
burn the house but down. But it's already dead. I'm going to cook it. I'm going to deep fry it. Tempura. Doesn't stuff, matter. And it's gonna be Doesn't stuff. matter. Like, set that thing on fire. <laughs> Where are you gonna get that in fucking Utah? Go ahead. Uh, we'll ship it. We'll ship it. <laughs> and we'll do it live. Um, yeah. So there's there's that. I, it doesn't make sense, but that's what I'm doing. Okay, mine made a little sense, but anyway, I might say I know that wasn't traditional dish, but I felt like I could have mustered up enough tarantulas to have the tempura buffet. Mm. I won't be eating there. That'll be all you, Julie. No competition. Your aloe drink. My brothel? Apparently, I have a brothel now. <laughs> when did I acquire this? I don't know, but where are you getting all these drinks from? Where are you getting your drink from? <laughs> the brothel. <laughs> it's like instead of we have a zoo, we have a brothel. We have a zoo. We have a brothel. We bought a brothel. Bria, what would your snack or cocktail be, or your specialty cup? Um. I have two drinks. So originally I was like, oh, this is definitely cause to have some kind of smoked bourbon steampunk thing going on here. And it has to be like in some kind of steampunky cloche, you know, sell it. And then hearing all this talk of spiders, I was like, I definitely need a margarita with like a gummy spider on it. So um, a little bit of both. And then food wise, when they jumped in that mud shit, whatever that was, I was just like, that really looks like chili. So (laughs) chili (laughs) is my snack, which will make you poop. (laughs) Almost instantaneously. (laughs) Simone, your snack and cocktail spread. All right, as you know, I was extra. I looked up a recipe for this one. Um, I was originally thinking like a bourbon or a moonshine inspired cocktail, but this one I looked up, it's called a barking spider because there is something called a tarantula tequila. It's tarantula azul tequila, and it's an actual brand. You can, I don't know if you can find it at your BevMo or your Total Wine stores, but it's a blue tequila. And so it's a shot of tarantula blue tequila, um, a shot of blue carousel liqueur, a shot of Bacardi 151, a dash of triple sec, a dash of sweet and sour, and a splash of OJ. So I'm going with the barking spider on this one. And for my snacks, don't ask me, but whenever I think of Wild Wild West, I think of the saloons and I think of people just eating like peanuts in bars. So I'm just going like peanuts. <laughs> I agree. I think like, I try to <laughs> not be the octopus. To it doesn't have to be of the time yeah, just like fit the movie. Yeah, to fit the mood, fit the movie. Dry you definitely need something heavier to pair with the barking spider. Or My chili. <laughs> Why do we keep bringing spiders into this? I mean, I would bring, I was thinking like a spider gummy or like a worm gummy of some kind, but I know they have the octopus gummy, as we know, we're big fans. A a spider gummy for uh, like a topper. I'd throw that drink halfway across the gummy. (laughs) No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't throw it anywhere. I would be like, I don't want that. That's what I would really do. I'd be like, I don't don't want that. I mean, I wouldn't throw it at someone. I would throw it across the room where no one was. Okay, give that drink to me. You're saying that when we visit you and we kindly make you a a spider 
anything spider related. That's my phobia. Dolly. And I also freak, I freak the fuck out. If there's like a spider like this fucking yeah. big, I'm like, eh, let's burn the house down. Yeah, I went to be slept on the couch for two nights by himself. Yeah. And I killed with my hands. Yeah, Leo's like that too. I was always the spider hunter sibling and she would always be like crying in the corner of the bathroom. She's like, help, there's the biggest spider. And it's like this tiny little thing. I'm like, got it. And I like pick it up with my bare hands. You can't fight a phobia. It's just- No, like, yeah, no, I get it. Fun of you. It's no, not, no, yeah. It's an unnatural like fear No, you're fear scared of... of spiders. I'm scared of dying alone. I get it. <laughs> we all have Is that a phobia? Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I already know I'm gonna outlive. <laughs> okay, Wolverine. I am. I've told you this our whole time. I said I will outlive. Leave it to what? Scorpio to be like I'm gonna outlive everyone, everyone out of spite. I'm gonna live the I longest, know, bitch. Know, you and Bria are gonna live to be like 110 years old. I mean, I like I'm like ah. <laughs> For me, it's more so I like I'm afraid of being like the last one left, and you're like fuck everyone else that like I grew up with or like you know is of my age and whatnot is gone and i'm just here with these whippersnappers who don't even give two shits about the wild wild west <laughs> all right well and on that note bria do you want to you want to close this out sure i did want to ask though go ahead do, go ahead do we possibly think that maybe some kooky kid would want to remake wild wild west this movie okay it, it could possibly it's like it was like kind of like our conversation with Django. Django's not a like a remake of Wild Wild West. That's not what I'm trying to say. But like in a modern day equivalent to it, it's the closest thing we have as as far as my limitations of cinematic history. Now, <laughs> could this movie be remade? Uh, you can't be worse than this though. That's no. why. Like dialogue wise, you can't have like premise wise, sure, why not with like pairings of this like you know, like with having like a black lead actor and 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 all that stuff. Like totally, absolutely that makes sense. But in terms of the shit that they signed off as a script that was like, Yeah, this makes sense for a movie, this is green light approved by me, those jokes <sighs> I can't say it. Those jokes cannot stand within 2022. Well, no. You know what I mean? Like, that is one of those things of, like, it's the cringiness of the dialogue of, like, wow, 1999 really thought that this was fucking funny and they got away with it. Um, That, I don't think that that could happen again. But a premise of, like, a spaghetti western retelling of a story like Bridgerton remix, if you will, you know, that 100%. Yeah, that could work. Well, not Machine Gun. Post Malone. Let him know. Hey, okay, real talk, real talk. If you took the... Lil Nas like, X to be... No. If you took the I like that. I like Lil Nas X as uh, Jim West. If you took if you took The Heart of They Fall and Django Unchained and A Thousand Ways to Die in the West mm-hmm. and blended that shit in, in a blender... And then said, hey, we're going to do a remake of this. And it's going to be some serious tones, but it's also going to be satire. So we're going to have like Idris Elba. Yes, I can see that too. We're going to have Jazzy Beats as the the female lead. 
We're gonna have fucking man. I mean, G Easy Jonathan. I mean, all I can think is like Jonathan Majors as like like, uh, like fucking, uh, fucking yes, Lakeith uh, Stanfield. <laughs> oh yeah, as Loveless. Oh my God, yes. Such a good bad guy, and I think he's probably the one of the most fun people to hang out with. Like I want to hang out with him so bad, especially after seeing him on the Eric Andre show. I'm like, he's just. He's not a serious guy. He doesn't take himself seriously at all. I'm like, I'm he's like Keanu. He's the black yeah. Keanu. He's not, <laughs> he really is. He's not a bad guy and sorry to bother you. No, he's not. But then like, no. you can take a blank slate. Mm-hmm. And like, and this is not like slamming on Keanu's acting or slamming on Lakeith's acting because they're both phenomenal actors. This is just saying we could take it and put them in an everyman situation and go, all right, cool. You're in this and they go, yep, okay. And we believe it. Yeah. Either either one of those actors, we fucking believe it. Or like, you know, even Tom Hanks had that for a moment. Like when he did like Road to Perdition, I was like, damn, Tom Hanks would be fucking gangster. Who? <laughs> um, if you haven't seen that, watch Road to Perdition. I haven't seen it. I haven't. Uh, so. Tom Hanks, Jew Law, holy fuck! Like, I I never knew Tom Hanks to be a badass before, but like this, that's that movie. Um, but yeah. So if we were to remake this movie now, yeah, obviously dialogue fucking fully written, unless we're literally satiring the first movie. Like yeah. Making fun yeah. of the fact that we were they were so wrong on so many levels and doubling down on that and being like, hey, we're really going to family, family guy this shit. Mm. I look at this like the 90s Batmans. Like they got a little wieldy with like the satire and like the um dramatics and i'm totally blanking on the word but like they were just so avant-garde and just out there that it was just like okay we gotta reel this back and christian bale is gonna be batman and interesting concept okay so because when you think about it this does have the silliness and the goofiness as we see in those 90s batmans with val kilmer and michael keaton and mm-hmm. george clooney yeah <laughs> so this this kind of teeters along that same line of very like campiness and cheesiness and so it's like reeling it in of like all right let's try it again but we're gonna christian bailey and christopher nolan it and we're gonna make it more serious so would it work on a serious level well i mean well, think about the the bel-air it's like that's that's a drama now it's like yeah, a, yeah. Like a dramedy but and idris like- elba was just in a new like serious series that takes place in this kind of similar time era right it's like oh the harder harder they fall yeah 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 and that and that see that is like a whole bunch of black actors as black cowboys and cowgirls regina king and lakeith and jonathan it's fucking yes it is beautiful that that's something i wish they would maybe put in theaters now that things are opening because it deserves to be seen in it, it, it literally deserves to be seen like imax put that shit out there like i would pay i would pay money again even if it's on netflix i'm like no nah, i'm gonna i'm gonna support this shit because this is fucking dope yeah so i think i think it can be remade it's just you definitely you're not basically remaking this you're taking the essence of the tv show and then completely like new script new plot 
and maybe some bad wink nods at this hot mess but you know totally different direction will was 29 i'm 29 and i was like damn what am i doing with my life (laughs) yeah he was 29 i don't know how old salma was um i think she's a little younger than him so yeah so salma was born and give me just one second 66 so 99 she's 33 oh okay girl you look like you're younger than him <laughs> and then kevin how, how how old was he klein was 1947 Woof, he is older he, than... <laughs> he was 52 wait he was not 50 1947 he was Wait, Julie, your mom was born 47? No. No, that's my dad. My dad was born 47. So this okay. makes sense because my dad was 45 when I was born. And in 1999, I was 10. So he was 57. Shit. Wow. The math is mathing on that equation. Math is mathing hard, but my dad was born in 47. Yeah, my, my mom's 64 now. Mine too, I think. Yeah, and then my dad's 78. Okay. Wow. Damn. Kevin Klein, I mean, for for the age that he was apparently doing this, looks pretty good. Yeah. He probably dyed his hair, but like... In his 50s in this movie, that's kind of crazy. It's pretty good. And I have a lot of respect for Kevin Klein. I mean, he's also like one of those thespian actors. He does similar to like Kenneth Branagh. Like they've done some serious stuff. They've done some goofy stuff. And I, I have a lot of respect for both of them. I don't know... If like when Kenneth read the script, if he was like, yeah, sure, sounds good to me. Or if he thinks back on this and being like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Like, I think everyone regrets this. Like, I think Salma said that she felt underutilized and Kenneth Branagh like felt like he was better (laughs) than, you know, this role in this movie. Totally. Um, and obviously, Will has said plenty of times in interviews that this was like his biggest, worst film, biggest mistake of his career. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I don't think anyone's like, you know what? Wild Wild West sucked, but I stand by my decision yeah, no to do that. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Oh, boy. All right. And on that note, Bria, let's go for it. We leaving. Thank you for listening to this week's episode and to the people who've stuck with us so far through this steampunk circus, you know. Please come back for another episode of Dr. Loveless's version of Inside the Actor's Studio. <laughs> but if you do like us enough to stick around, take another deep dive down this IMDb rabbit hole with us as we discuss Will Smith's second wave of music with albums like Big Willie Style and Millennium. Yes, and on that note, if you've got nothing better to do, may you all go right off on a big mechanical spider into the sunset and go figure out a theme to watch a bunch of movies you've never seen. I'm your host, Simone. Please leave us a like if you are into it. And Julie and Joe, where may the good people find you if they are interested? At my house. Here's my address. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can find me on the gram at at JulieCGXO. And if you want to see me pretending to be a grocery daddy or a grocery father, you can find me on the TikTok, also at JulieCGXO. And um, yeah, what about you? You have you have more uh, link trees to share. Not really, I mean. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, same same deal. If you want to find me on the gram or Twitter or um, honestly, all things related to social media, TikTok. Uh, yeah, go to at Black Nito, B L A C K N E T O underscore. Uh, and also, if you want to find me on the YouTube, if you're into nerdy things, I am a blurred and I do all blurry things on my YouTube. I play D&D, Magic Gathering, uh, Tabletop, Jocks will be your uh, venture to uh, to escape. And subscribe, like, comment, do all the things, and uh, have some fun. Hey, yeah. when they come to LA, we can do a Tabletop Jocks episode where we do uh, yeah, we play board games on the show. I uh, also have a scripted show coming, and even a cosplay runway show that I'm, uh, uh, you know, hopping around like kind of like a RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, I love Drag Race. It's like Drag Race re- meets Face Off meets yeah, Comic Con. Yes, that's just it. That's exactly, exactly. Yeah. We love a blurred of all trades. You go, Joe. <laughs> And on that note, you know, if you happen to also want to follow us, you can find us at Roll Call Pod on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and my favorite Twitter. And yeah, leave a like, subscribe, review, all that stuff. And this has been another episode of Roll Call. Wiki, wiki, wow, wiki, wiki, wow, wow. If you guys put in the code tarantula at hot topic, you'll get free, free, just free steampunk here. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Maybe we'll have a Wild Wild West T-shirt on Redbubble by then. <laughs> and and the shirt just says like, "What the fuck is happening?" With like a giant mechanical spider. <laughs> what what West? <laughs> what 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 West? Question. <laughs> Make West great again. (laughs) I love it. Let me write that down. (laughs) Oh, oh my goodness. And I'm going to cut right there. Make West great again. Oh, wait, no. Just stop the recording.